Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 934, Jitha Manyu. Jitha means he who, he who has conquered over. And Manyu refers to anger. So he who has conquered anger. <clears throat> Prashabhata continues his unpacking of the current series of names in relation to the pastime of the Supreme Lord in delivering Gajendra, the king of the elephants, delivering Gajendra from the clutches of the crocodile and delivering Gajendra from material existence. Parashra Bhatta explains that this name Jitamanyu indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he killed the crocodile, but he controlled his anger. The Supreme Lord controlled his anger. Parashra Bhatta, in this context, refers to the crocodile as Jalakitam, which means just like a worm, a despicable creature within the water. This despicable creature in the water was causing pain, misery to the Supreme Lord's surrendered devotee, but still the Supreme Lord, he took the action needed to relieve the pain of Gajendra. He decapitated with Sudarshan Chakra, decapitated the crocodile, but he didn't do anything more than that. It would have been quite acceptable and understandable if Bhagavan had sent the crocodile to hell, had cursed him for causing so much offense and pain to Gajendra. But instead, he delivered the living being in the form of the crocodile back to his previous heavenly position. And having put his head at the lotus feet of a devotee, it was as if the Supreme Lord gave him credit for that. One great example of the Supreme Lord controlling his anger is in the incident where the sage Brigu kicked the Supreme Lord on his chest. The incident was there that Brigu was deputed by a group of sages to find out who among the three, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, who is supreme? There was some discussion among themselves, and they couldn't understand, they couldn't work it out. So they, de they deputed Brigu to do a personal investigation of each of them. So Brigu went to, first of all, to uh, Brahma and 
being the son of Brahma, Bhrigu should have bowed down to him, uh, coming in his presence. He should have offered words of praise, but he just said nothing. And Brahma got angry. He controlled his anger, but he got angry. Then Lord Shiva was the next. Bhrigu went in his presence, and Lord Shiva stood up to embrace Bhrigu, seeing him as my brother, because Shiva is also, at least superficially, a son of Brahma. But uh, Bhrigu said, oh, you don't embrace me. You're, you're, so imp you're impure. You're covered with ashes from the crematorium. And he started in, he came to visit Shiva and started insulting him. And Shiva got so angry, he was ready to kill him. But Shiva's wife, Parvati, uh, restrained Shiva from doing so. So Brigo made a mental offense against Brahma, who got angry. He controlled it, but he did get angry. And he made a verbal offense against Shiva, who got very angry and was ready to kill Brigo, but was restrained by his wife. But then he made an even worse offense when he went in the presence of Vishnu. A verbal offense is worse than a mental offense, but a physical offense is worse than either a mental or a verbal offense. But when Bhrigu went in the presence of Mahavishnu, uh, lying on the snake bed, He kicked him in the chest. Highly offensive. There would be no reason why someone should come in the presence of Vishnu and kick him in the chest. But Bhagavan, in response, responded, Oh, you kicked me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've made an offense to you and you are properly punishing me. I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't see you coming. I should have stood up to properly receive you. So Bhagavan, he didn't get angry even though he was offended in the worst possible way. He, he said instead, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope your foot didn't get injured by contact with my hard chest. So in this way, it was shown that he's completely free from anger. He's completely beyond any material base qualities. We should all try to conquer anger. Lord Krishna describes about anger in Bhagavad Gita. Kamas, uh, what is that? Um, the, Lord Krishna describes about anger in Bhagavad Gita as one of the three gates to hell. Trividham narakasyedam dwaram narshanam atmanaha kama krodhas tatalobhas tasmat etatrayangjajid. Krishna says that there are three gates to hell lust, anger, and greed. They should all be given up. And he describes in Bhagavad Gita how. 
anger arises in the mind of a conditioned soul. Dhyato vishayan pungsas. Sangas te shu pajayate. Sangat sanjayate kama. Kamat krodho bijayate. A person thinks about the objects of the senses. He becomes attached in his mind to them. Uh, he desires them. And from desire comes anger. Then, krodhat bhavati sammoha, sammohat smriti vibramaha, smriti brangshad buddhinasho, buddhinashat pranashati. From anger comes delusion. From delusion, there's loss of memory. You just forget what you should be doing, uh, how you should behave. Uh, your intelligence becomes completely destroyed, and it's a mess. You just become, you just completely lose, you lose it. These are the results of anger. So Krishna is complete, completely free from all of this because he has no desire to enjoy anything material. So he doesn't have any material anger. He does have anger. Everything comes from him. Janmadhyaya Sayyataha. Everything comes originally from Krishna. Uh, but he doesn't have the kind of anger that arises from his sense enjoyment being frustrated because he is Atmarama. He is fully satisfied in himself. He is Aptakama. All his desires are fulfilled. But he becomes angry as required if someone needs to be punished. Uh, we see in the case of Lord Rama, he appeared as a kshatriya. He killed so many uh, wicked people. Radha Krishna Shastri gives the example of Sri Ram becoming angry when the king of the ocean refused Lord Rama's request for assistance when Lord Rama wanted to cross the ocean to go to Lanka. Radha Krishna Shastri points out that there's another name which is very similar, which appears uh, in the 49th verse of Vishnu Sahasranama, name 463, the name Jitta Krodha. Jitta Krodha means again the uh, conquering over anger. So in this regard, Radha Krishna Shastri points out that, that there are th three terms for anger. Manu, Kopam, and Krodham. Manu is the state of feeling anger at the mental level, but it's bottled up inside, or it's not. It's either bottled up inside so it doesn't show, or it's not so extreme that it even becomes visible very easily in the facial or physical expressions. Kopam is the state when anger is visible in a person through the eyes, the, the gestures, and then crowed is the state when you, it comes out, it bursts out. 
harsh words, banging, <laughs> I'm fed up with all this, and other actions such as punching someone in the face. Bhagavan has all these states under full control. He becomes angry when needed, but it's still under his control. Shastri points, this Radha Krishna Shastri points to two incidents recounted in Srimad Ramayanam, where the great sage Valmiki describes Lord Rama, Lord Ramachandra getting angry. Uh, the, the use of words is very interesting. Vinamya dhanur bhimam. The choice of words is very interesting. It, it's describing that he bent his bow, he put the arrows on them for the purpose of destruction of the Rakshasas. And the words used are krodam aharayat, which means that he brought anger to himself. Krodham aharayat tivram vadhartam savarakshasam. He brought to himself intense anger for the sake of killing the Rakshasas. So the Lord has emotions and he, as it were, allowed himself to become angry or wanted to become angry for the sake of killing these Rakshasas. Otherwise he is suhridam sarvabhutanam. He's the best friend to all living beings. But sometimes he expresses that affection to living beings by killing them, which is quite a big topic to discuss, but that's beyond the topic that we are presently discussing. Another time, Radha Krishna Shastri uh, recounts from Ramayana is that Hanuman was carrying Lord Ram on his shoulders in the battle against the Rakshasas in Lanka. And Hanuman was being attacked by the arrows of Ravana. He was bleeding from this. And then again, Ram got himself angry. He's in complete control of his anger, but when his devotee suffers, he, in this circumstance, he allowed himself to become anger, angered, uh, because he cannot tolerate his suffering. When Ravana hit Hanuman in the forehead, Hanuman was bleeding. Uh, Ram became extremely angry. angry. Kopasya vasame ivan. And in, in response, he attacked Ravana fiercely and soon found that Ravana was, because Ravana was, he was not such an easy person to overcome, but when Ram became so angry, he found Ravana completely subdued. Now, at that point, Ram could have continued and killed Ravana, but he said to him instead, oh, now you've become very tired and destabilized, so I won't kill you. You go back to your palace, take rest, recuperate, and we'll see tomorrow. Then you'll see my true might. 
So he was in a position, Rama was in a position where he could have killed Ravana right there and then. But he controlled himself and said, you go back, recuperate, we'll see tomorrow. Very humiliating, actually, but he had his anger under control. That's the point that's being made here. Again, we see when Ram did actually kill Ravana, and then he asked Vibhishana, Ravana's brother, to perform the funeral rites, or the, or the final rites, the, not exactly funeral, but the, yeah, the final rites, antyeshti, for his brother. Vibhishana thought, how shall I do? My brother, yes, but he was so bad. Uh, he was so inimical to you, Ram, and to... Uh, Vibhishana didn't feel like doing it, but Ram told Vibhishana that the enmity between himself, Rama, and Ravana ended the moment Ravana was dead. Enmity continues up to death. After that... Finished. He's dead? All right. Respect him for whatever he was. Rama said, Marna antani variyani nevritam na prayojanam kriyatam asya sanskaro mam apyesha yatatava. Enmity between Ravana and myself, that's referring to, was only until Ravana's death. Now he's related to me as he is to you. The object of which we came for, it's accomplished. Now you do the final rites for your brother. Prashabhata gives the meaning of Jitta Kroda in Shloka 49 as Bhagavan conquering the anger in others. Uh, for instance, when he deceived the Asuras, he he, he cooled them down when they were angry for being cheated, for not giving them the nectar when the Lord appeared in his Mohini avatar. So he cooled down their anger. They were confounded and confused by his Mohini form. You can refer back to that, if you like, to that name Jitta Krodha. Satyadeva Vashishta comments that anger can arise towards someone who's stronger and more powerful than oneself, who is causing one trouble. Uh, but in the case of Bhagavan, there's no cause for anger of that kind because there's no one who is superior to him in any respect. Another kind of rosha that we, we see, especially in the pastimes of Krishna, is rosha, the anger of love. That's a kind of mock anger that arises between lovers. Of course, in our Gorya Vaishnava understanding, Krishna likes to get angry because that's one of the features of his personality. He likes to fight, and therefore he engineers a situation whereby he fights with his uh, devotees, Jayan Vijay, Kemas, Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Ravana Kumbhakarna, Shishupal Dantavakra. So he does get angry, transcendentally angry. That's another, another perspective. He 
He's angry, he's not angry. All contradictions are resolved in Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Baladev Vidya Bhushan is describing this series of verses in terms of the pastime of Brahma stealing the cows or the, the cowherd boys and their calves uh, and he describes that Jitta Manu in this circumstance means that he, Krishna, didn't become angry at Brahma, although he deserved it. Vanta kalpa tarubhyas charkipas So come, Chasa, Samajani Sachi. 